1: It is Thursday, August 17th. Your drive begins now on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We are here until 6 o'clock, and we're going to get your text in this hour, 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. As we get closer to the start of football season, looking forward to talking more with you throughout this upcoming season and we've got college athletics already underway marshals at moorhead state Women's soccer action began at 4 o'clock, and right now we're at halftime, and there's no score yet from Moorhead. So Marshall and Moorhead State scoreless in the first half of play. We'll keep an eye on the scoreboard as the show continues, get you updated as either team scores, and hopefully we'll get a final before it's all said and done. But a reminder again, the text line 304-396-TALK, 304 396 Eight two five five. Coming up a little bit later on the program, we're going to talk Ashland High School football. If you're not aware, we are now the broadcast home, Kendrick Communications, for Ashland Tomcat Athletics. We, of course, will be broadcasting those games starting tomorrow on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 13.40. And I'm going to be speaking with the head coach of the Ashland Tomcats football team, Chad Tackett. He'll join me coming up at a little bit after 5:30. So stay tuned for that. I'm looking forward to talking to him for the first time and welcoming him aboard. As we'll have all those Tomcat games all season long right here on our sister station, and of course, Kendrick Communications, Cat Sports 93.3. And 1340. So some big news coming out of Marshall today. I think this is a really interesting because we were wondering what would happen to Marshall's swim and dive programs. And so Sunbelt didn't have swimming and diving. Had to become an affiliate member of the uh, Ohio Valley. And that's fine. It's a good league. It's a good place. It's a nice landing place for swimming and diving. But the Sunbelt announcing today the return of women's swimming and diving. So it is the 20th sponsored sport for the 2023-24 season. So good news there. There are going to be four teams in this thing. Georgia Southern, James Madison, and Old Dominion will join Marshall. The 2024 NCAA Division I Women's Swimming and Diving Championships are going to take place in Athens, Georgia. And the Thundering Herd, of course, will not compete. There won't be like an automatic bid or anything like that. You know, to qualify, individual bids to the NCAA championship are earned through qualification times and standards. So it's not as Marshall's going to take the entire swim team. So I know the question was asked today, well, there's only four teams, so how can the league put together a sponsored sport only for teams. Well, hopefully that's in anticipation of other teams in conference joining. That's also a situation, to the best of my knowledge, to my understanding, you don't have to have, say, six, seven, eight teams for a situation like this because this isn't one of those where the entire team qualifies to go to the championship. So individual players in certain sports – like tennis will qualify track and field individual runners and swimming. It's individual swimmers and divers. That makes sense. And that's kind of my understanding of it. So I know that question was asked a couple of times to me today. Hey, how can you do this with four teams? Because I know you had to have a certain amount of teams to be able to put this together and soccer for the Sun Belt. And, of course, it helped that Marshall was coming in. Also, Kentucky was coming in. You had South Carolina coming in. West Virginia was coming in. You had a few teams already in the Sun Belt that sponsored soccer. So I think that this, of course, is a further push by the Sun Belt to try to establish itself as, if not the premier, one of the premier non-autonomy leagues. And really, I don't know what we're going to call them here soon. Is it going to be Group of Six? Is there going to be a 6th league join in the Pac-12? Will the Pac-12 maintain Power 5 status? And I doubt that. I don't even see how it's possible. And honestly, if you had a bingo board right now and you had your marker on Conference USA dissolving before the Pac-12, you don't win. Because it looks like Conference USA is not going anywhere anytime soon, or at least in the immediate future, whereas the Pac-12, we don't know what's going on there. And so, as it stands, it's going to be the SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, ACC, and then the autonomy schools are going to probably be just four. The rest of the league's going to be the Sun Belt and the American, maybe jockeying for position. Sort of a rebranded Conference USA on one hand and a Sun Belt that has uh, bolstered its numbers. I really like the way the Sun Belt is operated. And this is good. This is cool. And, of course, you know what's happening at Marshall. There's been a strong push towards some of the other sports. We see a renewed push towards all of these. I don't want to... I don't want to say Olympic sports, but the non-revenues, the non-revenue sports, the sports that aren't football and basketball. There's a serious push, at least on the surface, to to try to bring all these programs up to a, a higher level, a higher caliber. There's more investment being made. I mean, we see the investment being made in track and field, and, of course, we're also seeing the investment made here with swimming and diving, especially with the Sun Belt. So there's a little bit more of a push going on to try to bring these programs up to a certain level, be a little bit more competitive. And also it looks good on your athletic department. If you are one of the upper echelon teams, you're competing for a commissioner's cup. I mean, that's a marker of not just your football program, but your entire athletic department's health. How well do you perform across the board? if you're in the upper echelon of schools and the league then you, know, you can make a case for yourself if you're football school only and i know a lot of these decisions are being made based on football school only mentality did anybody think about track and field and soccer any of the other sports when it came to realigning do you think UCLA's really thinking about anything outside of football with its other sports? You don't know. So basically you've got schools that are willingly putting their programs on an island, sort of like West Virginia, sort of like an island all to itself in the Big 12. It gets a little bit better. Central Florida at least is same time zone. Cincinnati that's that's an easy one that's that's closer but overall nobody's really concerned about these these other sports where at least I like what the sun Belts doing because it seems like that's the philosophy here and so it allows you to focus more I think how great is it that Marshall doesn't have to focus on An extreme travel budget maybe can focus more on putting together solid athletic departments. Now, you have to travel. Obviously, that's an expense, but you you don't have to inflict wounds to yourself. You don't have to have self-inflicted wounds when it comes to putting together travel. Our text lines is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. As I mentioned, we're monitoring the match between Marshall and Moorhead State. And Marshall is on the board here in the second half. So Thundering Herd with the early 1-0 lead over Moorhead State in the second. Hopefully the Herd can hold on to that and win the match. We'll keep an eye on it as it continues. Until then, we will get your text in. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. Still to come, we're going to talk Ashland football. New partnership between Kindred Communications, our parent company, and the Ashland Tomcats. Chad Tackett will join me on the program a little bit later on. But until then, plenty of time for your text As it looks like the Thundering Herd has just scored again. Thundering Herd leading Moorhead State 2-0. It looked really easy. Thundering Herd off to a great start. Game 1 of its season. We'll talk more about that and get your text in when we continue on this edition of The Drive. ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
0: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Welcome back to our Thursday edition of The Drive here at ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're keeping an eye on the Marshall women's soccer match starting the season off right, leading Moorhead 2-0. Scoring like within a couple of minutes of, uh, of each other. First goal was scored by Alyssa Harden at the... Uh, that was the second goal. Let me get you caught up here. First goal was scored by Bailey Fisher in the 47th minute. And then in the 49th minute, Alyssa Harden scored bottom center of the goal off the left foot. So she adds to the lead. First period, Katie Porter got a yellow card. So now you're up to date. You know what's happening. So, so far, so good for the Marshall women's soccer team as it starts the season off right, leading 2-0 second period. That's a good start. That's what we wanted to see for Michael Squann's squad. Our text line is 304-396-8255, 304-396-TALK. That's the number to be a part of today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN, 94.1 AM 930. Baseball action yesterday. The Reds got the win over the Guardians, splitting the two-game Ohio Cup series. They'll face each other again in Cleveland late September. The Reds are off today, and the Guardians open up a weekend series at home tonight, 7-10 versus Detroit. Mets get the win over the Pirates yesterday. The Bucks have the day off, thankfully. Back at it. Tomorrow here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930 and the Atlantic League. Charleston swept by Staten Island in a Wednesday doubleheader, 9-0 and 8-5 scores. The team wraps up the series tonight, 6-30 Staten Island. Hopefully the Dirty Birds can get back on the winning track and, of course, We've got high school football action coming up here tomorrow on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 13.40, as Ashland will play host to Raceland coming up in the next few minutes. We're going to be talking with the head coach of the Ashland Tomcats, Chad Tackett. He'll join us on the program. We'll talk a little bit about the upcoming season, of course, welcome him aboard as our new partnership between Kendrick Communications and and Ashland Tomcats Athletics begins tomorrow. And if you want to listen to that game, you can follow along on Catsports93.3 and 1340. Or, of course, you can go to our website, catsports 933com and you can stream the game there. Or you can get the link to your favorite mobile devices app store. So you'll be all set there. Still keeping an eye on the Marshall-Moorhead State match 2-0. In the second, about 31 minutes remaining on the clock. So hopefully they'll get this thing finished before we go off the air and it'll be a herd victory, hopefully. And we'll also talk high school football with Chad Tackett in the next few minutes, so looking forward to that. And then tomorrow night, high school football getting started in Ohio and Kentucky. Also, while we're thinking about it, If you're not ready for football just yet and you want to go support the Marshall Women's Volleyball team, they've got one of their Fans First events. These are uh, rebranded ways to say preseason game. And it'll be against the Ohio Bobcats on Friday, 6 p.m. So if you head on down, you can listen to the show on your way down to the Cam Henderson Center to support the Thundering Herd. So there's going to have uh, they're going to have giveaways. They're going to have posters if you haven't got your poster yet. Free admission for all fans. They've got nine newcomers, 21 players, nine newcomers. And we're going to see what kind of chips on this squad's shoulder. I'd take it out in Ohio. They were picked sixth. The Thundering Herd, as a unit, picked sixth. in the East Division of the Sun Belt Preseason poll. I would wear that on my shoulder all season long. That would definitely be something I would use as motivation. But uh, should be fun tomorrow, and it's against Ohio. So if you're looking for someone to yell at, you can yell at. You can yell at people on. I mean, okay, I, I need to walk that back. Do we? It's volleyball. Do we want to really yell at the other team? Do we want to I mean football, it's one thing. I mean we don't want to yell be nice. I guess I'm trying to I'm trying to encourage fan conduct in the same time. Get after them. I'm trying to walk that line between look get after them, yell at them, but be nice about it. Be polite, be cordial. Be friendly as you yell at the other team. Or better yet, just cheer cheer for the herd. That's that's the goal. Cheer for the herd. That's what I would encourage you to do. All right, uh, keeping an eye on the Marshall soccer match between the herd and the Eagles. Herd still up in this one 2-0, under 30 to go in this contest. We'll keep an eye on this as it progresses. And when we continue, we're going to talk high school football. I'm going to be speaking with the head coach of the Ashland Tomcats, Chad Tackett. First game is tomorrow. It's against Raceland. It's going to be a fun one for sure. You can listen to it on our sister station, Cat Sports 93.3 and 1340. And you can do that online at catsports933.com. we got more coming up including conversation with Chad Tackett. When we continue on this edition of The Drive, it's ESPN 94.1 and AM
0: 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to
1: the Thursday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We are efforting the head coach of the Ashland Tomcats, Chad Tackett. Just wrapping up practice, so we're going to give him another few minutes and see if we can get him back on the program with us. Until then, we'll open up the text line at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That's the number to be a part of today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1. 94.1 Ninety-four point one and AM nine thirty. We're keeping an eye on Marshall and Morehead State in women's soccer. It's the opener on the road for the Thundering Herd, and right now the herd leads the contest two to nothing, or as soccer fans would like me to say, two nil. Good start for the Thundering Herd. Always good to go on the road and get the victory. And if the herd can hang on, they'll have their first win of the season. That'd be good. I, I'll, be, I'll be extremely happy for Michael Swan to get back. I know he's worked hard to try to get this program on a level that a lot of people want it to be. I know the women's soccer program has been a little bit more difficult than the men's. I'll tell you what. Yeah, you just don't walk in sometimes and win a national championship. Chris Grassy pretty much did that. Uh, Michael Swan, I know he's got a lot of expectations, but at the same time, they're looking good so far. What I've seen against Moorhead, they have looked strong. So hopefully that's going to continue as they continue to lead that one 2 to nothing. Some football news today to talk about. Cincinnati Bengals, good news there. If you have been following the Joe Mixon saga, he was found not guilty of aggravated menacing charges on a case that he was accused of, pointing a gun at a woman during a downtown road rage incident on January 21st. And so today he was found not guilty of aggravated menacing charges. That's good news for him. That's also good news for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, The Bengals actually issued a statement after the verdict came out. And the Bengals said, since he joined the organization in 2017, Joe Mixon has been a valuable part of the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe has been a top-level running back with multiple thousand-yard rushing seasons, and he has been an even better teammate, enjoying real popularity among his peers. During the past seven years, Joe has been active, With the community, and his constant smile and energy have made him a favorite among thousands of fans. That's a pretty big statement there. So, four days preceding, the court found Mixon not guilty of charges stemming from an alleged road rage incident. And this was before the team's playoff game against the Bills last January. So now, Mixon and the Bengals hopefully try to get this past them. However, the NFL could still possibly jump in, you know, do its own investigation. The NFL could conduct its own investigation and then maybe issue its punishment. Mixon still has a civil lawsuit he faces. It's related to a shooting outside of his home earlier this year, despite being ruled neither the shooter or being criminally charged. Go figure. He was ruled not the shooter, he was not criminally charged, but yet we have a civil lawsuit related to the shooting because, of course we do. I want to I I root for Joe Mixon, I want to root for him. It might sound a little biased of me, but I want to root for Joe Mixon. But the Bengals seem to be on board with him. I mean, that was a strong statement, an absolutely strong statement. Highlighting his his tenure with the team, his popularity among his peers, his activity with the community. And I think that the Bengals definitely have got his back on this one. So they're sticking their neck out there to say, look, we are behind Joe Mixon 100%. And that's good. I think he wants to. He wants to be a contributor on this team, and that's good for the Bengals as well. But the verdict is not guilty of aggravated menacing. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We have a little over 16 minutes to go left in the contest between Marshall and Moorhead State women's soccer action. The Herd on the road opening up the season. And the thundering herd leading the contest two to nothing, and if the herd can hang on, it will have won its opening game on the road and start the season off on the right foot. That would make a uh, a very jubilant yesterday. We talked to him yesterday, a jubilant Michael Swan, even more so as his home country in the World Cup final, and then getting this one started. He's gonna be bright. And, uh, he's gonna be up bright and early, 6 a.m. I think he said yesterday, for that match on Sunday. he's gonna focus a little bit on it. Of course, the Herds got High Point. That's gonna be the home contest for Marshall on Sunday. So women's soccer on Sunday back in Huntington, taking on High Point, hoping to come home with the victory if they can hold on another 15 minutes or so to go. If they can hold on, they'll have that victory. Our text line is 304-396-TALK-304-396-8255. That's the number to be a part of today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're going to try to talk to the head coach of the Ashland Tomcats, Chad Tackett. We'll do that when we continue, if all things go well, here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I look forward
0: to seeing you there. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930.
1: High school football season beginning tomorrow in Kentucky, and we've got a great one to share with you. Raceland will be taking on Ashland at 7.30 p.m. tomorrow. We'll have the game for you beginning at 7 o'clock on our sister station, Cat Sports and 93.3 and 1340 as Kinder Communications and Ashland Tomcats Athletics entering into a partnership earlier this year. And we want to welcome to the program now the head coach of the Ashland Tomcats, head coach Chad Tackett. Coach, thanks for joining me. And uh, welcome to the family. Uh, we're excited to be carrying Tomcat football games all season long.
2: Well, I appreciate it. Uh, we we appreciate you guys and your support and um, look forward to working with you guys. And hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll uh, – fall in love with the tomcat tradition and
1: tomcat football well tomcat football has been a, a really strong tradition throughout the tri-state and in kentucky over the years and last season was no different um what's changed you think from last year's squad to this year what do you think you've got that's coming back that's going to carry over and how can you improve on already a pretty good season
2: well you know i think our team speaks a little bit better than it was a year ago um we uh we got a couple guys out for track this past spring and uh one of our assistant coaches harley eastep he took over our, our track program so he was able to get some of those guys out running i think that helped helped uh you know our straight line speed tremendously and then um just just our weight room work um you know our hired a, a young guy last year nick conley um take over our weight program and um i think it really helped our offensive linemen um our offensive and defensive lines uh night and day different from a year ago as far as strength so you know, I think I think the improvement there up front, as far as being a little bit stronger, and then, of course our speed with our skill guys, I think uh, really is the biggest difference I see from from a year ago.
1: Now tomorrow night it's Raceland, it's Ashland. That's always a big deal. Last year definitely didn't go the way you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about this year. How long have your guys circled this date on the calendar, wanting to go out there and try to maybe erase? that bad mouth uh, that bad taste in their mouth that they had from last year because that really wasn't representative of what your t- team was about
2: no it wasn't uh you know last year we were still kind of figuring our way through things and uh finding out who we were and um you know frankly just just didn't do i didn't do a good job last year having us prepared for that game and um you know so this year hopefully we'll be a little bit more prepared but you know i don't necessarily think there's a game that we ever actually circle on our schedule um we always uh you know, talk about taking it week one week at a time. So you know, to us, it's week one um, of hopefully a long season, and uh, we try to approach it each week with a business-like mentality and carry ourselves and prepare ourselves the same way each week. You know, so it, you know, the, the opponents, the opponent names change, but our but our approach stays the same, and that's kind of the our kids have approached it this summer and and going into this week.
1: My guest, the head coach of the Ashland Tomcats, Chad Tackett, his squad. Making its way to the state semifinals before losing to Christian Academy of Louisville, that's still a pretty good season. And, and trying to build off of that, do you think that wrestling game really maybe helped motivate the squad last year to, to make that run? Because as I mentioned, it's not that game was not indicative of what your football team became. You know, yeah. did that game really maybe refocus a lot of of your squad and and just help put you on the right track? You hate to say a loss helps you, but it feels like maybe yeah, you know, night and day difference after that game.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know if that game did. I mean, we because we we you know we we ended up going two and four in our first first six ball games. So uh, you know we came back the next week and, and won you know our first game against Boyd, and then then we lost a couple more in a row. So um, we lost a heartbreaker Hazard, fourteen to seven. You know, and and that just you know we kind of kept stumbling, stu- you know, stumping our foot, sort of speak, and. Um, you know, we we would improve on one side of the ball one week and take a step back on the other side, and it just it kept seesawing like that until um, probably the West Jessamine game last year. Um, you know, our offense finally found its stride, and our defense was was really had a really rough night, had a really bad night, and then from that game on, I think we started putting it together a little bit better on both sides of the ball. And um, you know, then we went on, you know, like I said, a seven you know seven game run, and uh, you know, our, it just kind of you know things happen and and uh but I don't think you know it was necessarily one particular game because we had so many we had so many struggles early on
1: my guest the head coach of the Ashland Tomcats Chad Tackett now getting ready for this upcoming season you scrimmage with Huntington High so I'm mm-hmm. kind of curious um how you feel you comp- competed against them they're the defending state champions in West Virginia and you know, it looks like you had a really evenly matched squad going up against them.
2: Well, you know, I've, Coach Steele and I—we go way back, and I've known him for a while, and he's a—he's a really good guy, a really good man, and a coach I, I highly respect. And um, you know, he—he he contacted me about scrimmaging this year, and you know, I knew they—they they were coming off a state championship, but but I was trying to find a way to to test those before we you know before we played Raceland, and you know, really find a team that has some really high quality athletes and. And I thought we did that with with actually both our scrimmages. Uh, Jackson, Ohio was our first scrimmage, and they're they're always very competitive. They win ten or eleven ball games every year in Ohio, um, so we we scrimmaged in week one and it did okay. And then, you know, I thought I thought we did some good things against Huntington. You know, I think Huntington's speed kind of kind of overwhelmed us at times. But um, you know, I, f- I felt coming out of the scrimmage, we we did some really good things, and obviously they they exposed some things we needed to pr- improve on this week. And um, so it was a good scrimmage for us just from you know, the fact that we were successful against a, a highly competitive team like them, and then also um, they showed, the, you know, some weaknesses that, and some things that we needed to work on.
1: How do you improve upon those weaknesses with with the time you have remaining? You know, how how do you try to adjust?
2: I think just make, just make them, you know, those things, you make them a point of emphasis and practice and, you know, everything. You know, football is not a complicated game. A lot of people like to make it complicated, and it, you know, still comes down to, to fundamentals and blocking and tackling. And, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, some of the things we did in the scrimmage, you know, came back to blocking and tackling. So we just, you know, we we point out things on film and, and try to correct them on film, and then we go down to the field and try to try to put a little more emphasis on things that we feel like we're lacking on, and uh, try to bring those those things up to par.
1: My guest, the head coach of the Ashland Tomcats, Chad Tackett, his squad getting set for Raceland. Get to play at home, unlike last year, you you don't have to go far for this one. Thankfully.
2: Yeah, we 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 enjoy playing. We feel like we have the best stadium in the state of Kentucky, uh, Putnam Stadium, and um, I think it's I think it might be the only horseshoe stadium in the state, um, and it's uh, it's a special place. It's got a lot of tradition and um, a lot of a lot of great players that set foot on that field and. Um, so it's it's always nice to be at home and, and of course have home field advantage and um, but uh, yeah it's uh it, you know it's it's a special place and our our kids love it.
1: Yeah, last year you had to go to Wheelersburg, so yeah, that's a little different. Yeah, playing raceland on a neutral field and mm-hmm. it's inconvenient for both for sure, but it's it's still better that you're home this year. It, it, it just, I'm sure that was just felt weird, just going to Wheelersburg last year for a wrestling game.
2: Yeah, it was, and you know, we've we've always tried to had a have a spot the ball mentality here. You know, we've always told our kids we have to spot the ball in the parking lot. We have to be ready to play, and we feel like you know, being at Ashland, we get everybody's best shot each week. Seems like everybody hates us, and um, everybody's gunning for us each year. So we we try to have that spot the ball mentality and just be ready to play no matter where it's at and or what time of day. And, um, you know that that was no different than last year. We, you know, unfortunately, like I said, we just we just weren't ready, and um, you know, of course, the results showed.
1: My guest, the head coach of the Ashland Tomcats, Chad Tackett. Tomorrow, it's going to be his squad taking on Raceland. We've got that game for everyone. They want to listen to it. They can't go to the game. It's going to be on Cat Sports ninety three three and thirteen forty. And of course, you know, you've got to put up with another year of Dicky Martin. So uh, that's a job sure. in itself, isn't it?
2: yeah I'd tell you it is but uh you know there's not a bigger tomcat fan around than Dickie martin and you know he's he, he supports Ashland Tomcats and Ashland athletics and Ashland football and um it's always good you know to have a guy like him on our side and um he's always been real supportive of me and and uh you know so i i you know, i have a lot of respect for Dicky and I have a lot of uh you know desire to, to do well for him you know and, and you know i when I got to ashland him and him and the late dirk paint they were the first two guys to welcome me and, um, you know, make me feel at home. So, that you know, I always try to make sure I I do my best, and especially for guys like Dickie, you know, it means a lot to me.
1: Uh, I'm not going to tell him what you said because I don't want his ego to <laughs> swell up. I, I don't want that, but, no, uh, Dicky has been yeah. great. Uh, I've known him for years, so uh, I'm mm-hmm. excited as he is to be uh, back together working with him again as uh, your squad gets set for Raceland tomorrow. As as you get ready for the game tomorrow, as you look at your roster, you know, who stands out the most to you? Where are you seeing the most growth as this team's getting ready?
2: Um I probably the guy under center our quarterback, uh, LeBron Strader. I mean, he's he has worked tirelessly since uh since the end of last season. Um, you know, he's he's down about fifty pounds from last year. Um he's gotten quicker, his arms gotten better, his footwork's gotten better. Uh his grasp of, you know, Coach Dowdy's offense has gotten better. Um, seen a, I've seen a huge improvement in him. Uh, just you know, he's just really—I uh, he, think he's an, you know night and day different than he was a year ago. And he you know he had a pretty good season a year ago, so probably him. Um, you know, he he really stands out to me and his growth as a quarterback and leader on the football team. And um, you know, of course, I'd, I'd be mistaken not to not to mention you know Braxton Jennings and, and Brandon Houston and uh, Asher Atkins. I mean, those those guys contributed highly last year. And, um, they've all you know all those guys have had a great off season so um you know i, I look I, I expect big things for them and you know hopefully they'll uh, they'll be big playmakers for us this
1: year well coach we're looking forward to it tom cats back on the radio and it'll be on cat sports 933 and 13:40 and we're excited to be working with you throughout this year and the upcoming uh, hopefully for a long time the gum come we'll we have, uh, we'll have this, a fun i think it's going to be a fun season i'm looking forward to it
0: uh,
2: let's hope so. Um, you know, that's that's what we've been working hard for. So,
1: Coach, good talking to you. We'll see what happens. Yeah, good talking to you. I right, we'll, appreciate we'll, it. We'll do it again soon.
2: All right. I appreciate it. Thank
1: you. That is the head coach of the Ashland Tomcats, Chad Tackett. Appreciate him joining us on the program as we are getting close to the end of the show here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. And don't forget, coming up tomorrow, it's going to be. Ashland taking on Raceland. We'll have that game for you on Cat Sports 93-3 and thirteen forty. Uh, as we were talking to Coach, the Marshall women's soccer team has scored again. We've got under th- four minutes to go in the contest on the clock. And Marshall putting the game pretty much away. Goal kick by Marshall's. Alexis Wogelmuth. That was in about the 85 minute, it looks like. So uh, trying to keep an eye on this one as it is coming to its conclusion. So it looks like unless something completely just crazy happens, Marshall's going to walk away with this one with a 1-0 and record. So congratulations to Michael Swan. Hopefully I'm not going to jinx it here with the final minutes uh, left in this one. So we're going to be back tomorrow here for our Friday edition on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We'll have high school football week one in Ohio and Kentucky to talk about. So I'm excited about that. And, of course, our feature game tomorrow will be Ashland playing host the Raceland. And that's going to be 7 o'clock on our sister station, Cat Sports, 93.3 and 13.40. And then, of course, if you can't go to the game, you can stream it on our website at catsports933.com. You can listen to the game on our app. Go to our website to get that or take your radio. Do it the old-fashioned way. It's my favorite way to do it. And that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back with you tomorrow here on
0: ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington. This is your radio home for Pittsburgh Pirates baseball. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.